Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join with me, as always, are my co-host, Joseph. Yellow. And Jehu. We haven't done this in a long time. Uh, we we basically have taken two months off. Yeah, we did like took like a month off. In in our defense, I feel like the United States took the last month off oh, just because be. every single person I know have ever met has been sick. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think we didn't have justification to. I'm just stating. The yeah, fact you're not wrong. Yeah. yeah. We're going to talk about a movie that... Did people watch it? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't watch it till you told me to watch it for the podcast, so I don't know if the word's out there, so we might be I don't think it's performing a service. Netflix's top ten. Speaking of Netflix's top ten, this is off topic. That's but, fine. Uh, Zack Snyder made a movie called Rebel Moon. Yep, right? right. That movie got bumped out of Netflix's top ten for Joss Whedon's Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair... To Zack Snyder while also calling him an idiot. Maybe don't, before your movie comes out, say, oh man, this isn't even the real shit. I'm going to give you the real shit down the road. Yeah, I'm going to give you the director's cut that's a real sh-. You know, he, it's, he's like a... My friend Austin made this analogy. He's like a he's like a drug dealer who gives you some shitty stuff, but says, but you're going to have to pay for the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, why do I even have the shitty stuff? Especially on, on streaming. <laughs> right. Just do the thing right. the first time. Yeah, I don't want to talk about Zack Snyder forever. I just thought that was funny. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about The Killer, starring Michael Fassbender. Yep. And Kate Blanchett for about two minutes. Yeah, Tilda Swinton is it? T- oh, Tilda yeah, Swinton. Swinton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew what you meant. They're the same. They, I totally disagree. Um, mm. Another lady who, for a second, I thought, oh, Tilda Swinton looks looks different. Like it was close enough, but it wasn't Tilda Swinton. Yeah, I I don't know. I think they could do the exact same roles their entire career, and and you would be just as complimentary of both of them. Fundamentally disagree. Mm-hmm. Do you think one's worse than the other? I do. What? Yes. Which one's worse than the other? I, I look. I've never seen Tilda Swinton and been sad that Tilda Swinton was there. Oh, dude, I think they're both great. I, I look. I, I, I'm a big fan of both of them. This is not what this podcast is about. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm just I, shocked that you I think one is significantly I better don't than the dislike, other. <laughs> I don't dislike Kate Blanchett. I just think Tilda Swinton's better. I well, I'm I'm gonna go with Liz Lemon's take on on Kate Blanchett. Is is she good or is she just tall? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah. I've been rewatching Thirty Rock. And it's one the funniest show ever. Made. It really is. Uh, Kate's never seen it, and I think that makes me enjoy the jokes more. <laughs> right. And two, God, they knew so much shit before it happened. Oh, one hundred percent. The Jefferson bit is Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's seven years that, before I Hamilton. Know. Insane. They they do the Cosby thing years yes. before it comes out, I mean, and to, it's to, hilarious. To be fair, it's quite possible that uh, uh, Lin Manuel was watching Thirty Rock. Is like, hey, <laughs> yeah, this seems like a good idea. Minorities telling founding fathers stories. Yeah. I'm in. I, I mean, it might have just been a hold my beer moment. Oh, yeah. they're doing this as a joke. What if I actually did? What if this? I did it? Um, all of this is more entertaining than the killer. <laughs> Uh, the killer I'll start is it's trash. It's terrible. I did not enjoy it at all. Yeah, I was. Wait, I don't even. I don't even know where to begin. Uh, it's all the lines of dialogue are a bunch of cliches. Michael Fassbender is. I you talk about a guy that I don't know if he's any good or not. <laughs> um, he's just worse Tom Hiddleston, in my opinion, at this point. Um, they're both awkwardly skinny, kind of creepy 
British dudes that the world generally really finds attractive. And um, I didn't enjoy this movie. I'm upset you made me watch it. <laughs> I'm not upset about it. <laughs> I, I felt like it was going to drive some content. And I, yeah. I feel good so far about how this is going. Uh, I should mention this. I, I don't know if you mentioned it up top. This is David Fincher's latest, latest oh, yeah, film. That's, that's important, too. It is important. His latest thing since Mank, I think, was his last movie. Yeah. Oh, there's another thing about this that I can't remember that I was going to say. Oh, yeah. It's also based off a French graphic novel. Right. It is like the inspiration for the story. Uh, uh, from dudes I know that have read it, they said loosely. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. I didn't have the same problems that you did. I don't think it's... I, I absolutely don't think it's one of fincher's like best things i think it's if it's greatest sin is that it's just not very memorable but i I, the the thing that i think is i i want to talk about more as we go into it is like who is this for and about (laughs) and i'm not sure and that's why i want to talk about it i i think i know who it's for yeah first of all i i did enjoy it but i'm gonna spend a lot of time complaining about it there's not an original moment in this movie no Mm -mm. which is fine like you can Put a bunch of stuff that's not original together and still do something with it. Uh, but I do think we, if we haven't before now, we just need to make John Wick a genre. You know, you're doing a genre. A John Wick, yeah. Like, there's there's so many at this point, I can't even think of examples. It's like trying to think of examples of air, you know? But uh, as for who it's for, I 100% think somebody told David Fincher, hey, man, uh, you know... 20-year-old misanthropes who just found out that the world is all bullshit, they're not hanging up that Fight Club poster on their dorm room wall anymore. <laughs> no, that's 100%. We've got to get that demographic back. The first 20 minutes of this is so Fincher that if you would have told me it's someone doing a bit on Fincher, yeah. I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. No, I definitely think it's... It, that's one of my big, big complaints is the first 20 minutes of this. Yeah. Right. And a lot of it is that it was... Exactly what you're saying. Right. It's the worst part of Fight Club. <laughs> and it's just the worst part of Fight Club. So, so this is what I wanted to talk about. Because I, I feel like, and I don't know if this is like a new thing. It feels like a new thing to me, but then I think that's just like a, a general uh, like bias thing. But I feel like we've divided criticism up into like critiquing a work on right. its merits and critiquing a work on like its agenda and the people who are attached to it, right? And I, I, I'm not saying that's like a good or a bad thing. I just think I just wonder if you're going to start complaining about woke people again, like you did the last it, time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a thing. That, it's a thing that that we do. It's a thing that I think most people do. Right. Right. I, I don't. Again, I don't know if it's like right or wrong or whatever. Uh, I think it's fine. But I I also got that impression as I was watching the beginning of of this movie right because it's like you know there's i don't know it, it literally tr- transitioned from michael fassbender being like how do i do what i do because uh. i don't give a fuck right <laughs> and then he puts in his earbud and it's the smith's play right God, so I, much smith and i was like well well that but that's the thing like i was like oh god <laughs> what is this and then like the longer it went on and the fact that the only thing on his ipods is the smith right. i was like is Fincher making fun of the people who like Fight Club? <laughs> right. Right. I, I think he is. I right. think I think that that this character is supposed to be kind of a, a parody of the personality, exactly that like twenty year old misanthrope right. who like remembers a couple Nietzsche lines. Yes, dude, I was uh, just about to say who discovered Nietzsche. <laughs> I was literally it was what's in my head. Uh, it, like it's I don't know. It's just so funny because it, it definitely is like it's very much his like. 
I don't know if his target audience, but definitely like the audience that's attached themselves to David Fincher. Right. I don't know if I, I do think the irony there is like is intentional. Right. Uh, I'm not sure it is because people I know who love Fight Club are the only people I know who enjoy this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that oftentimes happens. You can make that's something true. that's making fun of the audience. They don't know yeah, they're they in the joke. Yeah. 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 Uh yeah, so I, I that, that was what that was what struck me about this movie. Not not really anything about this movie, but about like you know I feel like there's a Mount Rushmore of basic white guy directors, right? <laughs> right, right. You got your like Tarantino's, right. your Nolans, fucking uh, Snyder, maybe I don't know those yeah. guys. I definitely feel like Fincher is on. There. Oh yeah. Uh, but to, but <laughs> to, to like recognize that that is one of your key demographics and to be like, you know, you guys are kind of assholes. <laughs> it's kind of great. I love that. Right. I, uh, yeah. I don't know if we're, we care about spoilers. No, spoilers yeah, from here yeah, on out. I mean, there's, there's nothing there's to spoil no in this movie. There's, there's, again, as Hurt mentioned, there's nothing interesting or original about this movie. It's pure execution and the execution is also fine. <laughs> uh, what, I'll name drop this guy for the second time in, the, in this podcast. My buddy Austin also had a good take on this. Was He th- felt like it was a critique of consumerism because essentially this is all one big customer service issue. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, this is him journeying to speak to the manager. That's a good point. Yeah. So I, I kind of have two major issues with this movie. Number one, we've already hit on it a bunch. I... I loathe the internal monologue at the beginning because it's just like one cliche after another, which is like some bullshit of if he said something about like the the tortoise beat the hare because the hare wasn't clever. So I got to wake up in the morning and be clever. And be the hair, and you're like, what the fuck are you saying? Right. <laughs> like, you're. It's just. Uh, it, it's just all bullshit. All it, it does seem like a person who thinks he's more interesting than he is, but he's doing that to himself. Yes, like he's not even trying to impress some bitches with that. He's just talking it's all to himself. himself. Yeah. yeah, I hate it. And then, and then the movie. So it's like for the first twenty minutes is Fight Club, and then the last hour and a half. This movie's way too long. Is taken, but. There's no like rising and falling. He only wins. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's never, yeah. There's no challenges. Every time he knows exactly what he needs to do to complete the task in front right, of him. Right. Uh, one other thing I was going to say about this movie's lack of originality Michael Fassbender's already made this fucking movie. He was just, instead of Michael Fassbender, he was the, the guy in Florida. What movie is that? A uh, Haywire. Haywire is oh, this exact yeah. same. Oh, yeah, movie. yeah. Um, the Barton, Florida, is the best bit in the movie. Uh, also, by the way, continuity. I'm not even usually big on continuity errors, but th- I just loved this one. Uh, they were not in Florida when they were in Florida. The Bromart is in New Orleans. The yeah. Bromart isn't in anywhere else. I I thought to myself, this still seems like Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. I don't have much else. To I hate this movie. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm going to go down a minor rabbit hole here. Go ahead. A, a minor anime rabbit hole because sure. I'm here. Uh, you know, there's there's a very popular anime and s- series of anime that copy it, which is uh, uh, Sword Art Online. Mm-hmm. And the, the main character in that show is a guy who's like generally like kind of nice. Like kind of on on. Dude, he's just laying them down. Uh, but, uh, everyone everyone loves him, girls, including his own sister. Girls especially. Right. But every like all everyone loves him, and he's just good at everything. 
all the time. Kirito. And there's, and there's no real challenges for him. You're right. Kirito. Uh, and it's fine. It's a very popular format. It's a thing that, it, you know, is still being replicated every season in, in anime. There is another show that is almost the exact same show called Rising of the Shield Hero, where mm-hmm. pretty mm-hmm. much every factor is the same. Except for instead of every single person on Earth liking the person, there are like four or five really big shitbags that dislike them for no good reason, but really don't pose any real threat to them. Right. But because those four or five people really hate them, our main character gets to feel like they're really fucking persecuted. <laughs> right. And and somehow in my heart, this is a worse power fantasy to me. <laughs> because it's not just like, oh, I get to be like the awesome guy that everyone likes. It's just like, I I, I get all those benefits, but also I get to be an asshole about yeah. it because it's justified. Isn't that the worst kind of person? Oh, no, no, for sure. But that, like, that, that's 100% like what, that's what this comic is going for. And, and I don't know. <laughs> I, I really think if they played it straighter, and apparently they were going to play it straighter. Apparently the Smiths thing was a pure accident. Oh, really? Uh, they, they was going to be like Smiths-like soundtrack, but then as they were getting into the music acquisition rights, they were right. like, oh, they're all with different production companies, and it was getting we'll do this it was man. getting expensive, so they just kept replacing it with Smiths, and then David Fincher's like, you know it would be really funny. <laughs> and it was. It was really funny. I mean, it was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. I just, I kind of knew it because you had already sent a text about it. Right. But it still is really shocking that every time a song starts. Right. It was, you know, it reminded me of is that, um, like, there was that little bit, Sturgill Simpson had, like, the anime record on yeah. Netflix or whatever. Right. It was like he made a movie just for Smith. Oh, I, 100%. Like, it seemed like he was like, well, the part of this that I'm actually passionate about is putting Smith songs in the soundtrack. Like, the rest of it, whatever. But I'm going to be able to put, like, my nine favorite Smith songs. Honest to God, that's a better justification for its existence than right. anything else. <laughs> right. If he just was like, I don't really give a shit about the rest of it. I just want the scenes to fit the Smith songs I want played. Right. I'm far more on board. Right. I Chris, I, what, what I'm gathering from this review is that Christian hasn't forgiven his 20 year old self yet. <laughs> He's still working on that. Yeah, I just hate that guy. <laughs> well, I definitely, whenever I encounter that guy, I still hate that guy. But luckily, since I'm a hermit, I don't run to into yeah. him at all. But yeah. anytime I run into anyone who reminds me of me at 20, I just can't fucking stand Dude, it. Dude, I work on a Navy base. Oh, oh you yeah. only run it. That's <laughs> up. You know, that would change my opinion. Um, Fair enough. You, you, you said this reminded you of, of, of an anime, and you said that this had no dramatic tension because he just kept winning. Yeah. It reminded me there's this 80s horror, I put in uh, quotation marks movies here, called The Wraith, and it's about a, a haunted car that's out for revenge, and but you're rooting for the car because everybody he kills deserves it, and he succeeds easily every single time, and then the movie's over. I like that. Yeah, I think I think you would probably have yeah. more fun watching that because it's a little more campy <laughs> yeah. and yeah. somehow more self-aware than this movie. That's yeah. Joseph seems to think it is self-aware, but I don't. Right. Uh, I my question is, did they know it was shit? Because I didn't see an no. ounce of press. There was no marketing for this at all. Yeah, right. Michael Fassbender ain't showing up on Smartlist. Also, like apparently, this is the first, this, apparently, this is the first movie he's been in since fucking Dark Phoenix. No fucking way. <laughs> that cannot be true. 
<laughs> Did that hurt him that bad? I don't know. I mean, it should have. Yeah. They all should have quit after I, I will say, uh, you know, his his boring tourist outfit, I would wear that. I love the shit yeah, out of that. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I like that he's like, I saw a tourist in Amsterdam. And <laughs> thought, That's it. Right. That's my cover. That was, that I was on board with. Yeah. I don't know. Again, I, I do think it's self-aware. I love how much his like inner monologue conflicts with just like what a basic asshole he is. Right. <laughs> like like his all of his aliases are fucking like, you know, T V references. <laughs> right. Uh and yeah, he's got like he's like, I don't have any feelings, but all he does is care about this fucking family that's his safe house and right. he, he does breaks all of his dumb rules because that's what matters to him. I don't know. It's, I think it's a, I don't know if critique because it is a story about that person, but it's also like showing that that person isn't the person they think they are. Right. You know? Yeah, my favorite part of this movie <laughs> is when it's over. <laughs> that that's a big one. Um is when he accidentally kills the guy with the nail gun. Because the guy takes oh, oh that's very funny. <laughs> he takes three nails to the chest and he's like talking to him, talking to him. He's like, oh fuck. Oh, what the fuck did you think was gonna happen? You're, you're such a good assassin. You're like, I'm gonna puncture this guy's lung. Surely he won't die. Right. Fuck this movie, dude. It's better than Transformers. <laughs> it's worse I'd than watch it again. I, I had fun with Can it. Can I say, honestly, to me, the biggest sin it committed is when you're gonna when you're gonna have a character that you've you've built up as like the brute and everybody who we've talked to like is talking about what a big fucking guy this is. I understand Hollywood's just like ruined it for us. Right. But if they're not at least as big as The Rock, they're not a big guy to me <laughs> right. anymore, you know? Right. Oh, that guy would Destroy Michael oh, Fassbender. He would yeah. he would kill me. He would kill you. But in movie terms, he's like, oh, that's like he's a side character on a Fast and Furious movie. I mean, I I agree with what you're saying, but there is no chance in hell Michael Fassbender it, wins that fight between those two yeah. dudes. In like a diehard heist picture, he's not even the big badass that John McClane has to fight. He's the big badass's brother. Yeah. yeah, that makes him you know like he's still a big fucking dude, but. You know, he's not the biggest fucking dude. No, my my son has become obsessed with Indiana Jones. It's the most successful thing I've done. <laughs> I was about to say, you must be so proud. Yeah, dude. We watch it all the fucking time. And and I've gotten to where if you... the, the big, I just, I'm convinced the biggest guy ever to star in a movie is that giant fucking Nazi at the end of Raiders. <laughs> yeah. That guy is massive. Yeah. Who else is bigger? So <laughs> you know that he's also the big guy he fights yeah. in Temple yeah, of Doom, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Which I just love. Yeah. He was supposed to come back for uh, the third one, too. Last Crusade. Yeah. yeah. They, they, for some reason, it didn't happen. Yeah. It's, it's one of my favorite tropes in movies. The guy is just fucking big for no reason. Right. Oh, it's a great trope. Yeah. 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 Anything else on this one? God, no. <laughs> you know, listen to the Smiths. Better than Transformers. For sure. Oh, I will agree with that. Yeah. I'll in on that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, the killers, uh, not the killers, that's a band. Uh, also better than Transformers, <laughs> but the killer, uh, I, you know, split decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also agree the killers are better than Transformers. Right. The killers, not. Uh, uh, well, what have we been watching? But we do have a couple of emails. Oh, shit. Actually. What? People saying, where the fuck are uh, you Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. We got an email from our buddy Zach's mom, Karen. Oh, cool. <laughs> Uh, she says, a couple of questions on your, your recent guest appearance on Broke Box Office. Sorry, I was yeah, recently yeah, on Zach's yeah, podcast, yeah. Broke's Box Office, right. uh, about about a money grab of a video game. Uh, oh, sorry, it's a money grab based on another video game that I used to play in my childhood that now I just spend like 
20 minutes of my day every day for the last six years doing. And the, the game is Fire Emblem Heroes. Mm. A couple of questions about your recent guest appearance on Broke Box Office. First, if you ever have a child, will you teach them to play Fire Emblem? No. I, I would play, teach them to play the, the real game, but not the money grab that's been wasting my life for, right. for six and years. That's a mobile game, right? It is a mobile yeah. game. Uh, it is what I do when I'm pooping. And then follow-up you, question. You poop for 20 minutes? <laughs> Look, I don't have a hard job. <laughs> I take my time in there. <laughs> I'm not in a rush. Actually, I think if you were in the office, that's more of an excuse for poop 20 minutes. No, for sure. At home. I got a lot of stuff to do on the Fire Emblem Heroes. I've been doing <laughs> yeah. it for a long time. Anyway, uh, follow-up question. Since her sons don't live here, would you be willing to tutor a 66-year-old who's been trying to learn? I can give it a shot. I don't recommend it. It's not a good use of your time, but... <laughs> Uh, I appreciate that she wants to learn. Yeah. That's awesome, Karen. Uh, So glad to have uh, a new podcast to listen to since theirs has been so sporadic. Thanks, a new listener. (laughs) Sorry, Karen. We've been pretty sporadic. We've been pretty sporadic. (laughs) Uh, I also, so, you know, as as you guys know, uh, maybe, now you might actually not know because you don't pay attention. We Mm. switched emails midway through this podcast. We used to be better than Transformers at gmail.com because our podcast was better or worse than Transformers. Right. I never check that email. There's <laughs> just a shit ton of emails. There's like brand deals in there. We, we have one from October. <laughs> from from a, a friend of yours heard. Says, uh, uh, from these guys. Good afternoon, as distinguished gentlemen of the Real Phonies podcast. I am the co-host of another podcast of which you have discussed on your show. With Ed uh, called More Than Meets the Guy. Yeah. These guys. Uh, see, I did it too. Uh, <laughs> While I take great offense to your rating system, it is also a good grading system. Transformers is sometimes better than Transformers. <laughs> but then Transformers is far worse than Transformers, so I see the merit in it. Your recent show on, on Disney Plus limited series Ahsoka prompted me to stop listening to the basement knuckle draggers and give it a chance. Big fan. Uh, your constant love of Rebels prompted me to give it that another try, and I am here for it. Both are better than Transformers, but only because uh, Thirst Trap, Stuttering Shias, repeating Go, 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 and Base Flosions do not make a match for movie. <laughs> I have sent the autograph photo uh, to Mr. Jehu, as I promised in our letter to our show. I look forward to your future episodes. I have started the unofficial Real Phonies Angel Fire Sprite Heavy Fan Group. I don't know what that is. <laughs> for some reason, the flash isn't working, but I will prevail. Humbly yours and grumbly nerd. Evan John's half of these guys. That's awesome. uh, I, I think what you not knowing about that is is you being ten years younger. Than <laughs> it's it, it, it was it was the bottom of the barrel of the early internet. I see. That was a but great email. Th- this would be a good time to plug. Th- I'm going to be on their next episode uh, of their podcast. Man, I never They're, get asked to be on podcast. They, uh, <laughs> I thought you were always on other I, podcasts. Yeah, you were for a while. I thought, yeah. you're on a, I thought a most of the reason you missed this one is because you were on other podcasts. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, they're they're about to be to my favorite episode of the old Transformers cartoon. So I'm I'm hopping in for uh, a guest appearance. That's cool, man. Yeah. But yeah, thank well, thank you everybody for writing yeah, in. We appreciate the email. I always appreciate some some yeah. uh, interactions. It's nice to know people are out there. Anyway, with that said, what have we been watching the month of December, guys? Yeah, listen, there's a lot, right? Yeah, but I'm gonna do my best. Pick, to pick make your it best quick. ones. I'll start with this. So I was sick as a dog. That's one of the reasons we didn't record. I, and I was sick for like two weeks. Um, and, of course, I did what any 
a white millennial does when they're sick, I watched Harry Potter. <laughs> of course, comfort. Um, and I'm, I've talked at length about Harry Potter in the time we've done this podcast. I have nothing new to add, but I will say one of my biggest complaints about Harry Potter books, movies, everything, is there's the lack of teen pregnancy. <laughs> They're, they they don't they don't talk about it, but there's actually a spell for that. Yeah, you know, abortio fetisio <laughs> or whatever. Like, there's got to be a plan B yeah. spell that we don't address, right? Because those kids would be just banging, right, all the time. One hundred percent. They're barely supervised. Sure, totally agree. <laughs> if you put me sixteen locked up in a castle with endless rooms with females, nah, dude, it's over, dog. But I watched him on Peacock, right. And Peacock had does this weird thing where there are commercial breaks, but there are no commercials. So, like, it fades out, but then fades right back in. Right. But also, there are, like, extended versions. There are scenes that are not in, oh, shit. like, the regular version. Right. And one of them, in Goblet of Fire, during the Yule Ball, is just Snape going around to dark corners and ripping teenagers <laughs> And I fucking loved it. It made all the difference in the say, world. That for might me. that might sway me on Goblet of Fire. <laughs> just that one detail. It's I, so great. This might be too much information, but also it's probably something anyone could guess. That sounds like Sarah Gaucher's kink. <laughs> I mean, that, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um I have another story that's similar to that one, but yeah, no, um, better than Transformers. I, I will say, though, um, you know, there being no teen pregnancy is not proof that there wasn't fucking in the tent. There was fucking in the tent. Hermione's just prepared, you know? Yeah, uh, oh, for you sure, know, she's ready Condom to Apirio or whatever, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. It just flies right out of that bag. <laughs> right. Um, the only other thing I will want to talk about is Scavenger's Reign. Uh, did you watch it? I still haven't watched it yet. Dude, it's the best fucking show. Like, it's the best show from last year. Uh, it's on HBO. Uh, I re-got HBO just so I could watch the show. It's animated. It's very much, you know, Joseph, when I told Joseph about it, he looked it up and he's like, this seems like our wheelhouse. Yeah, it's like Alex Garland-y to the max. And because it's animated, like, it can go as far as it wants. The general plot is there is a it's a ship, a spaceship transporting goods. You don't know what they're transporting. There are some crew members that are awake and some crew members that are in cryo sleep. And an event happens that they have to, the ones who are awake, hit the escape button. And they all fly in escape pods and they land on a planet. And in the very first episode, you don't see really any of that. You just kind of start with these different escape pods landing on the planet and them figuring out how to initiate the emergency landing sequence. So the ship lands and now everyone sees it and they're all trying to get to the ship. And um, it's like fucking Annihilation. Like the planet's very kind of fungusy, parasite-y. And um, it's... There's a little bit of body horror. There's it's just like it's just fucking killer sci-fi. Right. Um, it is well, well worth your time. It's I would say my favorite show of last year. I mean, it, it's oh, just wow. really fucking good. What was this called again? Scavengers Rain. Right on. It. Lo- I mean, the the animation style looks really awesome. Uh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. When you first t- said that name, I kind of zoned out together again because I was like, oh, another D and D podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but. but but that sounds yeah. cool. It's well worth your time. I did it in a day. I, I could not stop watching. Right on. It's really good. That's it. All right. Uh, I've got 
three things to talk about, but I'll try to tear through them. It, it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, first thing, a movie I've been putting off for six years. I'm not even sure why. Uh, a modern day Western uh, with Jeff Bridges in it. Why would I put that off? That's crazy. You haven't seen it, but all right. Uh, I watched Hell in High Water. Yeah. And I fucking love this movie. Great this movie. movie is a great. Uh, man. Is that Tyler Sheridan? Yes. Yep. Yeah. I think what I really like about it is it has like a very well-worn trope of, you know, criminal brothers, one of them who's kind of together and solid and wants to limit liability and another one who just wants to fuck shit up. And by the end of those movies, you always always hate you know, the one who fucks shit up because he's the one that makes it all go wrong. But this is done well enough where I still relate to that guy at the end of the movie. I still like him. He did fuck everything up. It is his fault. Everything goes wrong. But he was a likable dude. Ben Foster is perfect for that exact role. <laughs> yes. And nothing else. <laughs> uh, he's made a career of it. He's yeah. tried other things. No, he's tried there. being a lead. It yeah, doesn't work. It doesn't work. But. Uh, I will say, do you have more thoughts on that? No, no, go ahead. I will say, if you like that specific trope, you need to watch The Sisters Brothers. Oh, really? Yeah, that's uh, uh, John C. Riley and Joaqu- is it Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's fucking good. Right on. Yeah, and it, it's also it's that, like that two format. years ago, two or three. Maybe like maybe three longer, or four, yeah. yeah. Fucking, you know, 2020 messed up time. Right on. Uh, that is true. There's like yeah. three years there to this one year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I... I loved the ending of this movie and I won't talk about it just because I want anyone who hasn't watched it to watch this movie. And you brought up Ty- Tyler Sheridan. I, you know, uh, you know, after Taylor those, Sheridan, yeah, Taylor yeah. Sheridan, there, there is an actor that's Tyler Sheridan right. and yeah. a director yeah. that is Taylor Sheridan. Yeah. Um, you know, I was reading up, you know, trivia about this after I watched it, and apparently he was reading Lonesome Dove while yeah. he he wrote this. So that's right in Cat my pocket. Uh, that's why he does westerns. That's why, he, like, he says that's why he got in like the movie business was because um, he fucking loves Lonesome Dove. Well, definitely that the gas station scene that's right out of Lonesome Dove. Mm-hmm. So now I'm thinking of trying out Yellowstone. So. Anybody in our podcast who, you know, I always mention that I'm older than you guys who are wondering how old I am. I am exactly thinking of trying out Yellowstone years old. <laughs> Kurt, I have seen enough clips of Yellowstone to know it's not going to scratch the same I don't, edge. I don't think it's for you. I do think I have heard people describe Yellowstone as basically having no plot, right? Like right. It's just the show about these characters. But like 1883, that's probably more. Right. The spinoffs the seem the like they're better probably, than the actual yeah. thing. Totally. Other thing I watched, I watched Iron Claw. You guys know I've been super excited oh, about fuck, this movie. Yeah, I want to see it. Uh, I will say I thought it was a really good movie. I don't they erase one of the brothers? That that's the first thing. There's so many dead brothers in this family. They just had to write one out. Mm-hmm. They said Dead Brother Three and Dead Brother Four basically are the same dead brother. So we're just going to forget one of them, which is crazy. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, uh, I just heard that like a week ago, yeah. and I was like, that feels wrong. Uh, the The thing about it is I, I don't think they did a good enough shot uh, job on the highs. You know, for the end of Goodfellas to land, you got to have the big heist at the airport. For everything that's shitty in the 80s and, and uh, Boogie Nights, to for you to really feel it, you have to have all the awesome shit in the 70s. I just don't think, and I think it's part partially because of budget. I think A24 is like a low-budget-ish mm-hmm. studio. The, that they just can't really show 
the peaks like they should. Particularly, I don't think they spend enough time on the Freebirds feud, which is like which is like wrestling one on one. It's just you know great shit. It was a highlight of their career. You know, also these things are of course going to have inconsistencies. Any IOP is going to have inconsistencies, but this one had some pretty glaring ones. You know, the omission of the brother being one. When you say inconsistencies, you mean inaccuracies. Inaccuracies. <laughs> yeah. Inaccuracies was the word I was reaching for there. Yeah. Uh, you know, they just completely changed the reasoning why one of the brothers committed suicide. But the one that got on my nerves the most, uh, the the character that uh, Zac Efron plays, uh, Kevin Von Erich, when he first sleeps with his uh, what would become his wife in this, he says that he's a virgin. And that's just such bullshit. The fucking Von Erichs in Texas in the in the early 80s were like Wilt Chamberlain, Warren Beatty, <laughs> and fucking, and, and fucking uh, Gene Simmons all rolled into one. Yeah. If you were born in Texas after 1980s, you're probably a Von Erich descendant. <laughs> like, those guys just did so much fucking impartying. It was just way too much of trying to make what their public persona of, like, good yeah. boys was actually a thing in this movie, and I didn't dig that. But I still highly recommend seeing this movie. Good performances. Uh, you did just complain a lot about it. For I always complain <laughs> about movies that I like. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, one thing I feel some kinship for, I'd never noticed before this, Zach Efron's got kind of a gimpy eye. I always feel kinship with guys mm. with gimpy eyes. One of his eyes doesn't open as much as the other. Um, I think that's know. pretty common. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For the third thing, I will have to clarify that we have not moved to Joseph's turn. This is still me. I watched The Boy and the Heron. Hey. Oh, did you shit. watch it? I did. I wasn't even going to talk about it. because I it, haven't seen it yet. Uh, I Man, well worth, if it's still playing in town, going yeah. and watching it. I think it. it's only like one showtime a day, but yeah. I think it is still in. It, it's just so nice to be seeing hand-drawn animation on the big screen, particularly really, really great yeah. hand-drawn mm-hmm. animation. This movie is really long, and it feels really long, but not in a bad way. Like, it feels epic. Yeah, it, it does. Like, it's a very big it, scope kind of thing. Yeah, And it feels like three different movies. There's the first movie that's just about a boy in his life, and then there's the middle movie that's kind of a weird Alice in Wonderland horror thing, and then there's just a fantasy adventure at the end, and it's... Uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. I, I, li- I also really loved it. It's, it's definitely... I mean, so apparently this... It's based on, and I guess it is just an adaptation of Hayao Miyazaki's favorite childhood book. Oh, right on. And that makes sense because all of his movies are kind of just versions of this. Yeah. <laughs> right, uh, right. Which is, I, I say that to say that's not a bad thing. Right. I still, like, he's it, good at that thing. He's so good at that thing, and it's so nice to just go and really be like transported into like this, <laughs> right. this like really deep fantasy kind of thing. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's very good. It's it's very beautiful. I also better the Transformers. Yeah. I I also I'm a really a big fan of which I just something that I don't think a lot of modern movie and TV watchers can handle. Introducing something really weird and just not explaining. Oh, for sure, there's yeah. a lot and, of that. Yeah, and there's a whole lot of that. I, I, and I particularly loved that. It's funny to me because I I think. I feel like there's a reputation for that in in the the Miyazaki movies, but mm. I feel like I don't think it's, it's that bad for most of them. I think this one and Howl's are the worst ones right. for that. Uh, they're both adapted from things that I think both of those things probably explained more, but Miyazaki's right. like, you know, we don't need that shit. Right. It doesn't right. matter. You didn't need to know why this bird is also a weird Danny DeVito creature. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And uh, uh, no, the, boy, boy, the body horror on that fucking bird is like <laughs> yeah. crazy. If I saw that as like a baby, I would have nightmares it, about it. It's really upset. 
It's very unsettling. I, you know, probably the best compliment I can give this movie is Sarah will not watch a movie two days in a row. Yeah. She will not watch a movie two weeks in a row. She's got to have some time. But she saw this on a Sunday and then went back and saw it on a Monday. All right. So, good movie. Wow. Pretty cool. Is that it? That's it. All right. I got I to gotta dig way back for this one, but I also don't feel like I can just let it slide. Uh, at the beginning of December, I went to see John Mulaney in concert. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh right on! For no apparent reason, he came to Biloxi, Mississippi, <laughs> right. which uh, I don't think he will do again, <laughs> considering he spent the first 10-ish minutes of his set just destroying Biloxi, Mississippi. <laughs> just, like, uh, systematically dismantling it. Uh <laughs> Uh, which was, I mean, to be fair, very funny. And I'm recognizing that if he gets this special recorded, that bit won't be in there, <laughs> right. which is a bummer. <laughs> it was, I mean, you know, like, he's very good. He's yeah. very, his, his opener was good. He's still very good. I, I, uh, the thing that I was worried about coming into it, uh, we talked about when his, his special came out, which is the one that you saw in, mm-hmm. in person hurt, uh, which is that I was afraid that. Like, you know, post the image change, post the, the rehab, it was just going to be drug war stories. Right. And I'm pleased to report that didn't come up fucking at all. Right. <laughs> well, he maybe uh, got it out of his system. Well, you're right. Yeah. It, it was, he did the thing about it at the time that it was appropriate yep. and <laughs> then, like, went back to writing jokes. Right. Uh, and I love that. It, it's it's going to be a great special when it comes out. I will say the closer, at least at, at the show that I was at, he, he tells a, a long story about him and his relationship to his kind of reluctant uh, tour bus driver named Randy mm-hmm. for the last year in the, the for the previous tour. Right. And I will say that Randy both feels like a Jason Hurt character, a character from Jason Hurt's life, right. and the story about Randy was told in a way that I feel like Jason Hurt would tell it, which mm. is, I feel like, to me, a compliment both to John Mulaney and Jason Hurt. Oh, that's I it, can't it, wait to hear it, that. It's, it's very good. I, I can't wait for it to come out. Uh, but great times. Look, shit, there's a lot of anime that I can't catch up on. The only one from the last season that I haven't talked about that is worth talking about is the 100 girlfriends that really, 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 really like you. <laughs> uh, Gotta love an anime name. For sure. So the, the, the general idea of the plot is soulmates are real. And by accident, God was, was filling out paperwork while watching TV and instead of giving this kid one, he gave him 100 soulmates. It's, a, it's an ad for polyamory. Bro. For sure, for sure. The the uh, minor twist to that is uh, once you meet your soulmate, you immediately know that they're your soulmate. And you both love each other, like, boundlessly. Right. Uh, but if you don't end up together with your soulmate... They die of heartbreak. Oh God! <laughs> so he's gonna have to choose one. No, and he kill has 99. he has to keep one hundred girlfriends all happy at the same time. <laughs> this is definitely someone trying to justify something. Yeah, well, working so, through no, some shit. Sure. In there. So, well, let, let me tell you. So, so let, I, I would liken this anime. So, like the the harem genre has been around for like mm-hmm. decades, like right. longer than I've been alive. Right. A good bit. I think this show is to the harem genre what Watchmen is to, like, general comedy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, like, uh, which, you know, I know you've talked about her, like, it's weird that people start on Watchmen, but a lot of people start on Watchmen right. and like it and, like, right. enjoy that story. And I totally think it's accessible to somebody who's never watched a harem anime before right. because it gets what's funny about the genre right. and plays it up to, like, any, all of those things up to the highest degree possible, which I can say for most other harem animes... That's not true, <laughs> right. uh, but definitely if you've if you've got a few other harem anime under your belt, 
you will enjoy it more because it is. It's, it's all the tropes you're familiar with, but just in ridiculous, ridiculous degrees right. uh, that have never been done before. Uh, it's a good time. I'm not even. I'm not even going to say it's like a trash good time. I think it is like genuinely well made and like genuinely funny. What is it on? Crunchyroll. Uh, crunch, of course. Yeah. Crunchyroll. Uh, but yeah, hundred girlfriends really, really, however many really loved you. Better than Transformers. Minor Christmas interlude. My wife and I watched... Oh, no. What is the name of that movie? Oh, no. It's the one with the flashcards. Oh, um... Love Love Actually. Actually. We watched Love Actually for the first time. You've never seen Love Actually. That shit sucks balls. (laughs) Man, there are some white girls who are ready to fight you right now. No kidding, man. I, like... That's fine. Half of the characters are like moral monsters, and the other half just don't need to be in the movie <laughs> at all. There's a lot of people. Like and that. I don't really understand like what the point of any of it is. I will say, I mean, we, we talk about different times thing, but man, the times really does change that one. <laughs> I mean, that's probably like, true. None of those people seemed like bad people when it came out, <laughs> and now they kind of all do. They yeah. all do. Uh, yeah, it's worse than Transformers. It is funny because it it's one of those things where some of my wife's friends and people she sees online talk about like their favorite Christmas movies and Love Actually was showing up and she's like, oh, maybe we should watch Love Actually. But what she forgets is that she hates movies more than I do. Right. I know you guys think that I'm like the, the downer on this podcast, right. but she is way more critical of shit than no, I. I. I believe that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, think, I don't think we're going to be watching any new Christmas movies for a while. I just uh, watch Claws, dude. I will also mention, after watching this, because Billy Bob Thornton is in this movie right. as the American president, which is, I like that yeah, sure. in general, but I realized that Billy Bob Thornton and Timothy Oliphant walk the same, <laughs> and I feel like they should be paired up in something <laughs> together. I mean, they would make a very good brother crime That's movie, That's what guys. I'm saying. Even though, you know, uh, yeah, even though Billy Bob's already done his brother crime movie. Who cares? Um... Uh, Man, this gives me an excellent opportunity to brag about my Christmas. I had the best Christmas ever. <laughs> uh, my mom bailed on Christmas, so mm-hmm. me and Sarah were like, fuck, we can just do whatever we want. So what we wanted was we went and ate at King's Buffet and then came home and laid in bed and watched Gremlins 1 and Gremlins 2. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. And uh, Those are Christmas movies. That, those are. Have you guys ever watched the Key and Pill skit about the pitch for Gr- Gremlins 2? No. No. Even if you haven't watched Gremlins 2, go watch it. It's fucking hilarious. Gremlins 2 might be more hilarious if you watch it, watch this before. Because the thing about Gremlins 2, if you you out there in podcast land have not seen it, it's ridiculous. The Mm -hmm. first one's kind of silly, kind of makes fun of the genre a little bit. The second one, there's just a point where they break the fourth wall and kill Leonard Malton. And then it just goes off the rails for the last hour. I love it. Better than Transformers. Very good. I will also say, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it yet because it's not over, but if you're not watching Fargo, that shit is hitting. I'm starting tomorrow it's, night. Tomorrow, it, There's night, like two more episodes. There's time to catch up, but mm. it should, it's, it's very good. I know Ian's nuts for it. Yeah. Uh, look, we don't always agree on things, but I, I, he's right on this one. Right. <laughs> But yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's it for this week. Mm-hmm. Do we know what we want to do for next week? Have you guys watched What If? No. Is, oh, it, is it worth it? We could do I What think If. It's much better than the first season. Okay. I mean, we also are are we due for like a year end thing? Oh, or I, 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 we could do a year I meant end. to do a year end thing. To be fair, I haven't watched that many things this oh, year. Yeah, I'd almost rather do like what we hope is good in twenty twenty four because I don't feel like I watch that much shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do think if I was trying to name my top five best movies this year, it might be naming the five movies I saw. 
Yeah. Right. I'm not going to talk about how, but Ian knows exactly how many movies and what I watched this year. (laughs) And he recited it to me the other day, and I was like, I I sound pretty lame, bro. (laughs) So. Yeah. Oh, I watched the Eras Tour. Fucking fine. I I don't I don't get it. It's that's okay. It's not for I, you. It's not for me. That's for sure. The, the thing is, I went through this little phase where I decided I'm on board with Tay Tay. Yeah, and, I remember that. And now I'm back off board. I, it, you know, she made a billion dollars on her last tour. Fuck her. I mean, Cruel Summer is a fucking bop, though. Right. That song. Is, I mean, I'm not saying they're killer. not good. I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's just a lot of money to make on a tour. Hundred percent. I yeah. think I think there but, should be uh, uh, train snipers everywhere in the world. And the moment somebody's net worth crosses a billion dollars, they get shot in the head and no. just get sweat out <laughs> like like fucking uh, uh, Sonic coins for yeah. people to pick up. I mean, she gave people like a hundred thousand dollar bonuses on I her mean, tour. Like, that's, that's good. pretty impressive. I, I'm I'm glad about that. But also, like, there's you know. There's fucking mothers paying $300 for tickets. For I mean, I agree. Year-olds. I guess that I just latch onto that because the only bonus I've ever gotten in my life was a honey baked ham. <laughs> <laughs> that's a honest to God true story. Uh, I mean, that's that's fair. <laughs> I, uh, a membership I, to the Jelly of the Month Club. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next week, maybe you're in. Whatever, maybe maybe what if? Yeah, we might not even have a podcast next week. Who knows? I mean, uh, yeah. But yeah, thanks for for uh, hanging in there with us. We're gonna, I hopefully, knock on wood, uh, gonna be doing back to more regularly. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys for listening. Please rate, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast. If you want to tell us what you thought about the killer, what do you think itself? Did you not? watch it? Did actually that is a better act? <laughs> Were you aware it existed before we brought it up? Yeah. Uh, you can reach us at realphonesgmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at realphones on Instagram, real underscore phones. Thanks to Zach Evans for our and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys later. Later.